I've always been very interested in health. Actually, from a very young age, my mom had stage four colon cancer and she healed herself through natural remedies, basically. They told her they can't heal her here in our state. She had to move two states away from us. She had five young children at the time. It was pretty crazy, but she did heal her body. She hasn't had cancer since, and it has been probably over 20 years now. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Today, I am bringing on Maggie Berghoff, and we're going to be talking about why creating an environment to thrive is the missing link to feeling your best. Now, personally, I love the possibility of changing our environment to create the life that we want. To me, that makes so much sense, and it ties in with my deep-seated belief that each of us have a lot more control over our health than we give ourselves credit for. But before we jump into this fun and open-minded interview with Maggie, I just want to take a moment, like I do several times a month, and shout you out. That's right. I love to celebrate your wins and defining health moments. Now, if you've been listening to the last several episodes here on the Essentially You podcast, I know that you are in the know that we are creating a lot of incredible momentum, not only with all these new episodes, but also with my new book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. And with these two episodes each and every week, we are bringing on more amazing health warriors listening in every single episode, and we actually just hit literally 250,000 downloads earlier this month, actually earlier than I originally expected. Now, I will say with two episodes a week, it has been an interesting journey the last month or so. As many of you know, I was on a three-week give or take book tour, and I had my microphone with me, I had my computer with me everywhere I went. I'll be honest with you, there were a couple of weeks there where I was a little concerned that I wasn't going to be able to get the two episodes out per week. But my team, we pulled it together, we made it happen, and I hope that you were really enjoying those last couple episodes in the month of February, because that is literally the month that got a little bit crazy and earlier this month as well. Now, what I want to do is I want to just focus on one particular listener, and this is Linda E., And I am so excited to shout out her wins because she shared this with me on Facebook just a couple days ago. I want to tell you, there are no words for the direct messages and the Facebook messages and hearing you on my groups or maybe even on iTunes or wherever you're leaving these beautiful testimonials because I love to share in your wins. I love to be a part of this journey with you. So this is what Linda had to say. Dr. Marisa, I've only been listening to the podcast since January but I have listened to almost every episode thanks to my two-hour commute every day. I literally cried a couple weeks back because it finally felt like someone understood me and what I was going through. Not only do I have your newest book, but I'm doing your 14-day rescue plan inside of the book, and I already have more energy, and I'm kicking this anxiety that I have been dealing with for over five years to the curb. Please continue to do what you do best. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Linda. And thank you. I just, I can't tell you how much this little message meant to me and how excited I am that you are 
taking ownership that you are doing the 14 day rescue, which by the way is in the book, you guys, in part three of the book. And I know I have had my moments of crippling anxiety and I know how that feels. And to be able to overcome that is just such a big win. So I am so happy that we get to shout you out today. Now, as you guys know, I would love to shout out you too. So you can reach me via Insta. And my Insta handle is just at D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. Love to connect with you there. I share all of my favorite recipes. I share all of my moment-by-moment inspiration. It's just a great place to connect with you on Facebook, or you can simply review this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you plug into. That way, I not only can I continue to support you, but also support many other women who are finally stepping into their own and really taking ownership of their health. Because so often in the medical system, I find that medicine is basically done to us not so much done alongside of us. And that's why this podcast exists. I want you to feel empowered when you are making those decisions for your health and well-being. And we do that by getting this message out there. We do that by creating this beautiful revolution. All right, now what I wanna do is I wanna dive in to this incredible conversation with Maggie. But first, I wanna sing her praises as I always love to do. So Maggie Berghoff is a functional medicine, celebrity health expert, and certified nurse practitioner. She leads men and women to balance their bodies and feel their best today and forever. Maggie will order specialty labs to check out gut function, inflammation, food intolerance, and more. She also teaches her clients tricks to optimize air, water, light, sound, EMF, and food, and to create an environment in which one can thrive. Maggie's clients strive to raise their standards, understand their biochemical individuality, and achieve health through her renowned framework, Balance Protocol. Welcome, Maggie, to the Essentially You podcast. Girl, how are you doing today? Amazing. It's a great day. Uh, Start of October, feeling refreshed and ready to go. I love it. Isn't this such a great time of the year? Now, I know for a lot of you listening, this won't go live for a little bit longer, but Maggie and I are just going to, just for a moment, relish in the fall season. Maggie, does the fall season represent anything for you, my dear, besides pumpkin lattes? (laughs) I actually don't like pumpkin lattes. I had a feeling. (laughs) Um, The fall season to me is just such a good, just refresh, and it's cooler, and it's comfortable. It's a time for me to kind of wind down from the summer. I also detox seasonally. So it's a great detox time for me to kind of reboot my body and just get into this great mindset of healing. I love it. Oh, that's such a great, and you're absolutely right. Seasonally is such a great time to kind of reset the system, reevaluate where we're at. I mean, if you want to break it out in terms of business terms, which I know, you know, you and I are running our own beautiful businesses in a very conscious way. You know, we're moving into Q4. And again, this could be, you know, we're wearing the future later down the road, but every new season, every new quarter is just a great opportunity to kind of reassess where you're at. So I just love that. Well, I am really thrilled to be talking about what we are going to have a conversation on, and that is how creating an environment to thrive could be the very missing link to feeling your best. And let me tell you, I'm a full amen on this. I think your environment is everything, and creating your environment 
is even more important. It was very much the game change for me when I was sick. Absolutely. It's definitely something that is essential if you're looking to not just get well, but stay well, is the environment in which you are living in day in and day out. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, I want to know, because this is such a beautiful topic and recognizing that you are a functional medicine practitioner, you're a certified nurse practitioner. I would love to know a little bit about, you know, what inspired you to get into healthcare? What inspired you? And then not even that, but I'm assuming that your journey has really changed over the years, that maybe you started off in some parts of healthcare and then that, that kind of transformed over the years. Yeah. So I've always been very interested in health. Actually, from a very young age, my mom had stage four colon cancer and she healed herself through natural remedies. Basically, they told her they can't heal her here in our state. She had to move two states away from us. She had five young children at the time. It was pretty crazy, but she did heal her body. She hasn't had cancer since, and it has been probably over 20 years now. I remember she came home. I was probably in second grade at the time and she had this massive book and it was every single food, herb, spice, everything that you know existed and the benefits of it for you. So exactly what organs it targeted, how it detoxed, how to cook it best to get different benefits from it and all this different stuff. And I was hooked. Now that was kind of my beginning of thinking about food as nutrition, but I kind of went down the wrong path with it because I became fast forward down the road, kind of, I guess, restrictive and over the top with it. So I began to cut out entire food groups. I was very much into fitness and I was very fit. And therefore, the articles I was reading, the blogs I was following, all that kind of stuff was encouraging the typical fitness diet at the time, which was no fat, no carbs, like basically chicken breast with the fat cut off and steamed veggies and that's it. It was very restrictive. So I I thought that I was being healthy. I thought that was my passion for health, but now of course it's so different. I know so much more now in a positive way. But in the traditional medical model, which is where I was trained initially and I worked for the hospital for years before I opened my functional medicine practice, I still knew that there was something missing. Even though I didn't know what I know now, I didn't feel right when clients would come in. I would have five minutes to see them. I would give them their pill and say, see you in a year. I mean, I just did not feel right about that. It wasn't though until my own body crashed. You're right. I had my own story there that I had this big awakening like, oh my gosh, we have it so wrong. And we are ruining, honestly, these people's lives because they deserve so much more. They deserve to know that they don't have to take this pill, that there are answers, that we can find out what's going on inside of their body. And that's really what led me into my passion for functional medicine. Mm, I love that. Now, when you had that crashing moment, kind of that health story for you, one, did you feel like you had the right tools in front of you at the time? Or did you have to go and dig and do new research? Did you find yourself thinking, okay, this situation is lending to an opportunity to really kind of reanalyze what's going on with me? Yeah. So to be honest, when I was in the moment of my body crash, which was insane swelling and headaches and migraines, I would pass out. I gained 50 pounds in like two months. It was just bizarre. My skin was breaking out. It's not like I was, you know, thinking, oh, this is an opportunity to change the world. I was desperate. 
I was desperate for answers. And so I went to doctor after doctor after doctor. I went to specialty clinics. I actually did go to functional medicine practitioners as well, but they were not the right functional medicine practitioners for me. They were still very much practicing in a traditional medical model. And by that, I mean, when I came into the door, they were giving me a one size fits all plan, 15 supplements to take and saying, see you in three months, which we know is not truly healing the body. So I would say that it was when after that, when I still had no answers, despite, I mean, over a year going from tons of different specialists of the, you know, most renowned people in the business and all this kind of stuff was still having no answers. That's when I really was like, okay, there is a big problem here. I have to figure this out for myself. I remember actually telling me myself one time out loud, no one cares as much about you as you to heal your body. So that's when I really, I enrolled into the Institute for Functional Medicine and I just kind of dedicated the next three years to healing my body and then learning how I can help others heal their bodies as well. Hmm, I love that. I think that's such a big lesson, but it's kind of a... I wouldn't call it a scary lesson either. You know, we want to believe, well, let's I go fast forward a little bit. I remember growing up as a little girl, I had chronic migraines. I was really sick. And, you know, my family, my parents, they just handed over my health to practitioners, to medical practitioners. And I was told I was going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. And I felt like I had no control over that decision, that someone made that decision for me a long time ago. That was my lot in life. I was always just going to have this chronic pain. And then learned, you know, much later in my 20s that that wasn't the truth, that there was a way that I get I could get my health back, I can empower myself. And so I think so often we like women in particular, and just in general, we've created a society where people feel like they have to give their health away, they have to give their health decisions away, and not really feel empowered to create this, like do this investigation to take ownership of our health. And that was a lesson that you had to learn. At the time that you really learned this, were you experiencing overwhelm? Was this a daunting thing to be like, you know what? It's just me right now. Tell me a little bit about that too, because I know there's so many women who are like, I'm so tired of trying to figure out these answers. So I think actually, no, it was really, I felt a sense of hope because when I had the people on my team, when I had doctors and specialists looking into me, I found, I felt really hopeless. Because I wasn't getting any answers. They were, you know, telling me that they don't know what's going on, that I have some rare kind of disease, that I'm going to have to be on IV therapy the rest of my life, medications. And I felt no sense of hope. And when I finally broke that tie and was just, I insisted that I am going to heal my body, it was actually a sense of hope. But I didn't do it alone. I did it with the team. I did it with my fellow functional medicine colleagues that I was going through schooling together. And I did also hire a mentor to make sure that I was carrying out everything for accountability, to guide me, to tell me things that, you know, maybe I was overlooking to help me interpret my labs. Remember, I was new at this. So um, I knew, oh yeah, I should probably look into that. But I didn't know everything. I still don't know everything. You know, no one really does. So I actually did have a mentor who was helping me on this way. He was a great functional medicine practitioner. So I didn't feel alone. I felt a sense of hope, actually. 
Oh, I love that. Thank you. I really wanted to kind of get a sense of what you were feeling at the time. And you know, it is, it is not only that we can have teams, we absolutely can, and we absolutely should have teams. Just know that we're kind of, we really are in charge of helping to make those decisions, which I think is exactly what you're teaching women. You're teaching your, your patients to do just that. Yeah. You're in charge of your destiny. And even the best practitioners in the world, I mean, even me, I care so much about my clients, but ultimately at the end of the day, it comes down to them, to them taking action, wanting to change, keeping, you know, their motivation level up and following through. So it's really up to the person, you know, the individual who's healing, it's up to them whether or not they succeed truly. Oh, I love that. I agree. Okay. So let's, I want to pivot a little bit, you know, talking about how we can empower ourselves and how we have a lot more control than we think. Right. And really so much so when we're talking about what we have control of, we're talking about our environment. So often people are told that, oh, even with cancer, you know, that it's not your fault. This you had no control over this. You have no control over any of these chronic diseases. It's just kind of accidentally happened to you. But really, we do have a lot more control over our environment and our health through our environment. Can you tell me a little bit about that exploration? Yeah, absolutely. So this is one of my favorite things because it's the one thing you totally can control. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, it's realistic to say that you can control your outside environment. Of course, we are all exposed to toxins in the air, the dirt, the, you know, food we eat, even if it's organic, you just never know. But what we can do is reduce the total toxic burden on our bodies by optimizing our home. So by controlling the things that we know we can control and raising our standards wherever we're able, we can decrease inflammation and toxic burden like crazy. And it makes a, such a massive difference in your health. Mm, I absolutely agree. So tell me a little bit about when you're, when let's just walk me through a scenario, walk me through with someone you're working with, you know, they come to you, a slew of different things are going on. Maybe they feel in chronic fatigue. Maybe they've got hormone imbalances. You know, maybe they're dealing with digestive issues, which is so often the case. You're running, you're running labs. And then what's next? You're, as you're figuring out what's going on, what are some things that we can really begin to initiate? What should we be looking out for? So my clients actually have a super interesting relationship with me. Instead of having, you know, pay per visit where we see each other every couple of months or so, we are pretty much all access. We're seeing each other three times a month, really. So with email access as well. So it's like very intimate. So while we're waiting for those labs to come back, we're on the phone already having conversations about the environment. The first one we hit on is air and water. So we're already talking about, okay, how can we optimize your air? What kind of air are you breathing? How do we clean it up? When is the last time you changed your vents? What about your filters? What kind of air filter system do you have in your house, moving room to room? You know, how often are you opening your windows? All these kinds of questions. It's just a massive intake and basically a virtual run through of their home to make sure that everything's on point. I know you're big with essential oils. So talking about getting toxic scents out of the house. So ditching those Yankee candles, even though, you know, we used to be so addicted to them and, you know, we think that we need it for when company comes over. You don't. Scenting your home with natural things or going unscented is optimal because you really should be breathing fresh, unscented, clean, purified air, and then using scents therapeutically here and there, but not every day, all day. So like things like that, where we're just basically going in and fine tuning their environment and detoxing it. 
is what we do first and foremost. Okay. So first you're looking at the air. What is next? Because that's, you're absolutely right. I educate people on how to make over their cleaning cabinet, their personal care, their medicine cabinet, and their overall home with the use of therapeutic essential oils. That's a big conversation for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The next thing we hit on after air is water. So we assess what type of water they're drinking and making sure that it's, you know, best quality. I know for me, for example, I used to think I had the best quality of water because I had this filter system that promised that it filtered everything. It was like one of those refrigerator Brita type of things. But I found out, of course, that those things actually don't do what they say and that it's not the best option. So making sure they have a great under sink filter system that they're using for all of their water needs for cooking, for washing fruits and vegetables, for bathing in, all that good stuff, Um, but also how to drink their water. So one thing that everybody listening right now can do right away is to stop sipping water, but instead start gulping it. So when people sip water, even if they have the same amount of water as the person who gulps at the end of the day, they are chronically dehydrated. And it's because What happens is when your cells become thirsty, they send a signal to your brain saying, I'm thirsty. So you drink that water. Your brain thinks, oh, she drank her water. We're good to go. Maggie hooked us up. But in reality, if you only took some sips and didn't fully nourish your cells, those cells are still shriveled and dehydrated. So instead, when we gulp our water, when we're thirsty, when we get that mechanism of thirst, our cells fully hydrate and are so nourished. And the gulping motion stimulates what's called your vagus nerve that goes all the way from your head to your digestive tract. So it actually helps stimulate digestion. It increases mood, helps with metabolism, all that great stuff. So it's a little simple technique a lot of people don't know about that you could be doing every single day to be getting healthier. Mm, I love that. So gulp your water. And we should be gulping water all day, every day. Tell me a little bit about what are some, do you have some tricks you get? Because let's be honest, people are chronically dehydrated. Mm -hmm. So um, the best thing I tell clients to do, because I get it, and people are like, "I'm, I'm busy, or Maggie, I just forget to drink water, or I just don't like water, whatever it is. The best tip is to find you know, three water bottles that you love, like that they're all matching. They look really great. What, you know, whatever the new water bottle craze is, go to Target, pick you up something you like three bottles at night. And they should be about, you know, 22 ounces at least so that you have an adequate amount by the end of the day, fill them all up, stick them on your counter, like seal them up, stick them on your counter or in the refrigerator. And then in the morning, when you wake up, you have all your water for that day. So it's already poured. You know it's there. It's reminding you that you need to drink it. So if you run past the kitchen on, you know, going to the pantry or something and you see all three bottles and it's noon and you haven't even opened one, you're reminded and you can go get your water. It also helps because a lot of times when people think they're drinking a lot of water but are refilling the same bottle over and over, they're not drinking as much as they think because they're actually just refilling a bottle that's not empty all the way. So you're not actually drinking three full bottles. It's more like, you know, one or two. Those are some good ideas. I love that. And then just make sure that they stay with you at all times so that you're on top of it. Mm -hmm, Totally. Love it. Okay. So we've got air. We have, so clearing our air, making sure that we keep hydrated and we keep ourselves really happy. What is the next? These are all 
very easy things to make shifts, right? These are things that we have control of. And free, really. I mean, uh, yes, free, free pretty much, I guess, unless you have to buy a water filter system, but those last a lifetime. It's well worth the investment. The next one that we hit on is light. And of course, with every single one of these, we go through an entire visit for everyone. So we're talking on the phone for like 45 minutes about these. Um, these are just some quick tips that you can do right now, but there's so much more. So I encourage you to you know, research and look into things. But for light, one big thing is circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm is so important. It's basically the biological clock of our body. It governs our metabolism, our sleep patterns, our mood, how we feel throughout the day. If we have energy crashes, everything. So it's so simple to fix that it's kind of a no-brainer. And I really want you guys to implement this into your life and just create habit. I have, you know, moms who do this with their whole family of, you know, six plus children where they're all doing this habit together. And I'd like you guys to do that too. So what I want you to do to set circadian rhythm is get outside during these three times of the day. That's it. So the first time is when you wake up in the morning and the sun is up, go outside. You need that sun to touch your skin and your eyes. So as much skin as possible. So don't go out there with like, you know, covered up from head to toe because it's cold out. Even if it's cold for just a couple of minutes, you know, take up the sleeves, take off the pants, expose some skin. The reason is that we have clock genes on our skin and in our eyes. And the sun signals those clock genes in the morning to wake up. And it tells your body it's time for the day. Let's start our metabolism. Let's get going. Let's boost our mood, increase energy. It's amazing. Of course, we know benefits of being outside are beyond that anyway. So you're also getting fresh air and nature and calming vibes from being outside in the air and all the freshness. So that's that time. The next time is in the middle of the afternoon. So take a break, get outside, get out of the office, get out of the house, get into the afternoon sun. And I say, son, if it's a gloomy day, it doesn't matter. Just like you can get burnt on a cloudy day, you can still get those sun rays. So get outside, remind your body it's still daytime. Let's avoid those afternoon cravings and crashes. The third time is during sunset. It doesn't have to be exact sunset, but within two hours of when the sun is setting, get outside. Those waves actually increase melatonin. So it prepares our body for sleep. It's amazing. And just doing those three times a day for five, 10 minutes at a time, that's all you need, will help set your circadian rhythm to help with so many pathways in the body. I love that. So we got so light and getting out. And even, I mean, just being outside, not only that, is just being in nature too is such a big piece of that. Just being able to not only enjoy vitamin D, but like for me, nature is everything. It really helps to recharge me and replenish me. So I love, love, love that. And then we have, I know you, one of the things that you are really big for you, and talk a little bit about this, is EMF exposure. Yeah, it is really big for me because again, it's an area that we're constantly exposed to. So we need to reduce what we can. EMF is electromagnetic frequencies. If this is the first time you've heard of it, it's basically the radiation, the microwaves from electronic devices. Anything really that is plugged in and the electrical outlet produces EMFs. So laptops and I mean, of course, like even things like your refrigerator, your microwave, your phone, Bluetooth in your car, 
These are all EMF exposures. And we can't live without these things. I mean, we can, but we don't because we're in the modern world and we are not purists and not asking you to go live under a rock in the mountain somewhere. But what we can do is three things. We can disconnect. So we can allow ourselves times where we don't have that exposure. Get off your cell phone, unplug your computer, unplug devices you're not using, turn off lights you're not using. No need for this added electricity and Wi-Fi and radiation coming at you all day, every day. Let your body have some time without it. Disconnecting also at night. Wi-Fi off at night. Unplug the router. It's, it's not even negotiable, really. At nighttime, when you're sleeping, there's no need to have Wi-Fi blasting at you. This is your time for rest and healing. So my clients, a lot of times, will just get, um, I will recommend you to go to Lowe's or wherever and get one of those automated plugs where, um, you know, a lot of times people use it for Christmas lights. You can plug in the Christmas lights. It turns on at a certain time. It turns off at a certain time. You just set it and forget it. Same thing with your router. You can set it to turn off, you know, a couple hours before bedtime, turn on when you are waking up in the morning. And then it's on autopilot. So you never have to think about that exposure, but you're reducing your toxic stressors. So that disconnect, the other thing that we can do is distance yourself. Now, this one's really cool because EMF, so radiation exposure, things like that, it does matter with distance. So even if something is a big EMF bomb, if it's in the room with you, but a proper distance away, and this is different for every device and you're a distance away from it, it could mean that that EMF exposure doesn't reach you at all. So if you had a meter, you can test this stuff. Say you're really close to your computer and it shows that your meter's reading, you know, 26. Well, that's a very poor number. You want it to read less than one. But if you turn your computer monitor or push it back, maybe a foot, and you sit back a little further in your chair, maybe it reads zero. So it's just knowledge of, oh, well, if I could have zero EMF exposure sitting back in my chair and moving my computer a little further away from me, duh, I'm going to do it. That's perfect. So it's all about knowledge with EMFs. It's not about total disconnecting for good, but it's really, really cool to have that ability to reduce your exposure. I think it's so important to just find ways to reduce exposure. You're right. We are inextricably connected to our devices. I mean, we're, you and I are both on laptops right now doing this interview, but if we can find ways to just get distance from it or, you know, just have it shut down at night, even then it's such a great way to consider it. So I'm grateful that you gave us some good ideas. And then the last area, probably my favorite area, honestly, I feel it's foundational, is food. Because we have a lot of choice here. We vote with our fork every single day. Absolutely. Food, it's one of my favorites as well. It's so important on so many notes levels, not only to nourish your body, but how you feel. I mean, I can tell you that when I, you know, eat something crappy that I know isn't going to agree with my body, I not only feel bloated, but I feel like tired. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to go to like an event that I was supposed to go to. I don't want to show up for my life because I don't feel my best. And so eating food and nourishing your body with foods that make you feel amazing instead of weak is really important. And like you said, we vote with our fork. So if you want to see more options, if you're somebody who feels that there's not enough options in the store or that the food is too expensive, that's healthy, which is false, but we'll go there another time. 
then stop eating the foods that are toxic because those companies will be forced to take out the chemicals in those foods that are making us sick. It's really important. All in all, I would say keep it simple with what foods to eat. Real food, local and foreign. You also want foreign good quality food to establish great gut diversity and increase your immune system. You want to purchase food that is sustainable and grass-fed if you're eating meats and organic for fruits and vegetables and all that kind of stuff because that's what's going to help you thrive. I agree 100%. I love those simple rules because those we can follow pretty easily. All right. I have another question for you, one before we're, we're wrapping up, and that is with all the things that you recommended, so air, water, sound, EMFs, and food, these are all so many things that we get to control and that that turn into rituals into our lives that ultimately turn into habits that you don't even think about. I know some of this may seem like, oh my goodness, that's a lot to start with. But Maggie, honey, if you had to choose one of these things or one thing that you do every single day that really moves the needle for you and your well-being, what would that be for you? What's a non-negotiable? Yeah, the food portion. I don't eat crap. I don't. I used to, and I just know that for me, if I eat poorly, it not only affects me that day, but for days and days to come. And it's just a non-negotiable for me that I eat to nourish my body. And that's a big priority for me. I seek out foods that are healthy for me, no matter what situation, even if I'm flying on the airplane or at any kind of restaurant, I can always find something that's a better option for my body. Um, So that's my biggest, biggest number one thing. And really what um, helped change my life as well. Food is everything. And I love your non-negotiable of never eating drunk no matter what. And you really can set yourself up for that success. Now, I want to know, you have a wonderful little gift for us. Tell us a little bit about this. I have it in front of me, so I'm really excited to check it out myself. Like I said, those stressors, it can be overwhelming because this is like six appointments for my clients into one. Um, There's so much information. So I'm going to give you um, a PDF download of basically the top tips in those six areas so that you can print it off, highlight it, stick it on your fridge, make some notes. What I like to do in what I did when I was first healing is I had a note card for each stressor. So I had a note card and I'm like such an organizational freak. So this so fits me, but I had like a note card for air. And then I made two columns on each note card. What do I need to add? What do I need to take away? Those are two questions um, my clients ask themselves for all of this. So I said, what do I need to add for air? What habits do I need to instill? What do I need to purchase? How do, like, what do I need to do to make it great? And then what do I need to take away? Okay, let's ditch the scented. Anything I can find that's scented, let's ditch because I would opt for unscented and use essential oils to scent as I please. So let's ditch that. Anyways, this is what I would recommend you to do as well is get a note card, do the research, detox your home, decrease that inflammation and get healthy. When you're making changes like this, I think staying organized is so important and asking yourself those questions. Anytime we're on this health journey, wouldn't you agree, Maggie, that's really about asking yourself those questions to kind of get a good clarifying answer of what needs to go and what you what you should bring into your life? Yeah, it really does. I've asked my questions that myself those questions throughout my healing journey. A really good example is when I was first healing, alcohol was really halting my success. I would do really, really well. And then I would go out with friends and have cocktails. And then I felt like I was just taking all the seven days that I worked hard to get there 
backtracking and redoing it. And it was also because of the sugar and alcohol and my body being in a state of, you know, fatigue and crash, it was causing more damage than it would for somebody else. So that was something that had to go away. I just straight up stopped drinking for that time that I was rebalancing my body. And it was amazing. So it's different for everybody what needs to go. So it's really important that you do ask yourself those questions and be honest with yourself. I love that. I love that last piece of information, just being honest with yourself. And I was there. I was in that same boat with you where when I was making some big health changes, you know, I would go out with girlfriends. We'd have a couple glasses of wine or champagne. You know, we lived close to the Napa area and it would just set me back. And just having to have a real conversation with yourself about, okay, this is not working for me right now. And not to say that it'll be gone forever. There are some non-negotiables I really want to encourage people to have, but there may be some leniency that you can get away with, you know, that it may not be your lot in life to never have a glass of champagne ever again, but it may be something you need to give up for, you know, three, five, six months. Absolutely. And that's exactly it. I call it controlled burns in my practice. We can have those controlled burns, a piece of birthday cake, a glass of wine, a cocktail, whatever it is that, you know, your favorite food at Thanksgiving, when your body's rebalanced, when your body is rebalanced, you can handle a few hits because you are so optimized and so healthy that you don't have to be so on. But when you're healing, you do need to be in it because it will help make the journey so much easier and faster. It's just that during that time, you just dedicate, you do it, and then it is so worth it in the end. Thank you so much, girl, for sharing this, for giving us such great tools. I love the practicality of it. And where can we find you? Where can we find you if we want to we wanna pair up with you as a client? Where can we find you on social? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, maggieburgoff.com is my website. Maggie Berghoff is really everything across the board. So Facebook, you can find me there. I'm on Instagram a lot. I love that. Like I said a little bit earlier, my email list is um, really awesome. I have a lot of content that goes out to them. Um, It's kind of like a blog. I don't have a blog on my website. It's my email list. So if you want to hop on there via my website, you can input your email address there. And any of those places, you can reach out and connect with me. I'd be happy to talk. Thank you, girl. Thanks for sharing how we can get in front of you. And thank you again for coming on and sharing your wisdom. I'm so happy we got to have this conversation today. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Bye, honey. Bye. Isn't Maggie a breath of fresh air? I knew that I absolutely would love her energy and positivity and unique perspective on how to live our best life through making some simple changes. I honestly believe that we should have more ease and grace in our lives and that we can carve that out for ourselves. And it's all about the easy. Let me tell you how much I love easy in my life. And that is why I love essential oils so very much. Now, another thing that I love so much about Maggie's philosophy is how much we really do have control over our health through the environment that we create inside of our homes. Creating a non-toxic home is so important today for eliminating toxins, eliminating stress, and even inflammation. Now, if you're looking for a great reference guide to creating a non-toxic home, check out episode 19. This is kind of just to get you started, which is my green cleaning makeover to reduce hormonal toxic load. But also, I want you to consider grabbing my first essential oil book, which is technically called The Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils. I want to let you know that 
the publishers wanted to call it this, but it was really a family's, a person's guide to essential oils. And most importantly, I wanted to help women and families create a non-toxic environment for themselves and their family in their home. So this book is packed with amazing recipes, which by the way, Alex and I use all the time, and protocols for making over your medicine cabinet, your cleaning cabinet, and even your personal care items, which I know can be so difficult, but let me tell you, some of those have got to go. Plus chapters on self-care, emotional balance, and a tiny bit on hormones too, but you know where to get the hormone content. It is in the new book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. So if you wanna dive deeper with Maggie, which I strongly invite you to do, grab her amazing giveaway that she's got for us, which is her top six health hacks that we can implement today to achieve optimal health and performance. So all you gotta do in order to grab Maggie's beautiful gift is the link is gonna be in my show notes, but you can also go to my website at drmarisa.com slash podcast or drmarisa.com slash episode 73. Well, I wanna say, as always, thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. On the next episode, I am bringing on a good friend, Dr. Brian Mole, and we're gonna be talking about how to rev up your metabolism to burn fat naturally. Now, Dr. Brian, his big niche is going to be insulin resistance and diabetes. So we're gonna specifically be talking about the liver, how to balance insulin levels, and how to get our metabolism back on track. So if this is an area of focus that you want to dive into, there is no better expert than Dr. Brian. So come on and join me for the next episode. And in the meantime, definitely get the word out however you want to get the word out. If you are loving this podcast, share away, share away. Again, it is word of mouth how we get this beautiful content out into the world. And I bring you exceptional guests so that I really open the door for your true healing potential. Well, until the next episode, have an incredible and healthy week. Bye.